0: The Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. The podcast follows the development and execution of our critically acclaimed musical, Good Morning New York. We open off Broadway at the Players Theater January 11th. Previews begin on the 9th. We also have an album out right now. You can go to iTunes, Spotify to listen to that. Today's a fun day because we're talking about music and we're talking about the man behind the music, our music director. Co-composer and arranger Jackson Bell joins me now. Jackson, thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Happy to be here, Jack.
0: And we have a fun little um, fact about this podcast today. He wants to do it all unedited. (laughs) So (laughs) that's not usually how these podcasts go. But I just prefer it.
1: I don't know. Um, Like, why why censor people?
0: It's not censoring. Like, what if you say, um, a lot?
1: I was just feeling (laughs) ummy. That day. I know. You know?
0: I know. But he did take my producer mug while we're doing this podcast, so I guess uh, Again
1: with the again with the mug.
0: If you it's, have the producer mug. It does look mug.
1: quite a bit better than the other ones. kind of a Darth Vader thing going. Yeah. All black. <laughs>
0: everything yeah with white the word producer in white i know it's really nice and um you took it before i had a chance we're drinking tea from our sponsor harney and sons by the way so you'll be hearing some uh, slurping excellent throughout. tea
1: really really good tea
0: mm-hmm. great great sponsor too and if you get a ticket to opening night you'll get free tea among other things and by the way those tickets are going fast we only have maybe 24 of the 42 dollars tickets left so get those Get those. Now, today, Jackson, you're a guitarist based in Brooklyn. You went to school at the Berklee College of Music, and you're originally from the West Coast. Now, before we talk about that, uh, I want to go way back. So, you're from, well, I think you're from Los Angeles. Is it Los Angeles or a suburb?
1: It's uh, it's the very edge of L.A. County. People call it the Valley. When people talk about Valley Girls, this is the place that... Uh, this is the place. Are do um, they exist? Oh, they're real. Okay. They're very real. They're real. Yep.
0: <laughs> are they all like that?
1: Uh, no. Some of them are definitely like that, but there's there's shades and different characters to all the different you know, valley girls out there.
0: And then what does that make you? Me? Yeah.
1: Um I I'm probably a male valley girl. Definitely. Ha- how so? Like, being from the San Fernando Valley, uh, very, you know, you gotta be fluent in, like, this kind of talking, you know, dude. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Were you at the, you know... Oh, I never go to Santa Monica anymore, dude. <laughs> like, Santa Monica hasn't been cool since, like, 2002. man. Mm. People who sound like that. Got and it. they actually sound like that.
0: Okay. And so you're from the Valley, with all the Valley girls and the Valley Jacksons.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, when did you start pick up because you're mostly I mean I know you as the guitarist and that's, that's... what I refer to you as to all of my friends the guitarist and so when did you first pick one up
1: um I was about 12 maybe 13 like seventh grade sixth grade you know that kind of important zone in someone's development Um, the kids in my class we're into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was... <laughs> Who,
0: yeah, tell me. That was a t- what year was that? That was like two
1: thousand four. No, no, no. A little later than that. Six. No, yeah, like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. And um, I remember hearing that music, you know. And uh, I had always kind of been into music as a kid, but then weirdly, from like age. Seven to maybe age ten or something. I just, like, didn't want to listen to anything.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why?
1: I don't know. Who knows?
0: What did you do? If you didn't listen Watched to a people? lot
1: of cartoons. And the crazy thing is, looking back, um, I, I didn't know this was going on at the time, but... I would watch these, like, Transformers cartoons, right? And then as I'd be, like, running around and playing and stuff, in my head I would be re-visualizing the Transformers cartoons. And I felt like, oh, yeah, I was just, you know, playing Transformers in my head. Of course, makes sense. But really what I was doing was writing new music to the Transformers cartoons. I didn't know what I was doing then. Looking back on it, I now realize that's what it was. Um...
0: This is why you weren't playing me. Mu- this is why you weren't listening to any music.
1: This is, yeah.
0: During that three year span? Yeah.
1: Right? I, because my dad had played me like, my dad was into Springsteen. My dad was, he played like Mark Knopfler records, but not Dire Straits Mark Knopfler, like the Nodding Hillbillies, his kind of later Americana E side project. Um, Nice stuff, by the way. Very good. Uh, that sort of feeling, and he was into like Elvis Costello. My dad's musical history was uh, my dad's musical history was interesting because he was like going to college in New York in like the '80s, sort of or like the late '70s, maybe. but he was into like sort of, you know Elvis Costello, that kind of sound rather than, you know, like a yacht rock thing, or whatever was popular then. Um. Anyway
0: So your dad went to college in New York And I know I'm getting ahead of myself But So your dad lived here and now you live here When you moved here, which I'll get to Did you kind of think about that? Oh, well my, my dad did it and it was a good route
1: See, he did the reverse He moved from New York to L.A. I ended up, in sort of by way of Boston, moving from L.A. to New York
0: Got it So let's go, before we get to that Because we're going to go into that So you picked up guitar when you said you were 10, 10, 12? 12. Okay. And then how did that start? Did you teach yourself? Did you have a teacher? Well,
1: I originally wanted to learn bass because I heard the Chili Peppers Stadium Arcadium Tour. I saw them when John was still in the band. Those of you who know what that means will know what that means. And uh, (laughs) that is a... um, it was amazing. It was so like,
0: that's your main inspiration, the Red Hot Chili Pepper. It, it it
1: was the it was the proverbial keystone, you know, the the first orange that you pull out that makes all the other oranges fall.
0: Right. Um, Mine was Jewel. Jewel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to you now. So you Shh. so you picked up your guitar and you started well, playing Red Hot Chili Pepper. Wait, wait, what made you decision, bass or guitar? What was that decision?
1: Well, originally I wanted to play bass. My dad was like, it'll be easier for you to find a guitar teacher because um yeah he um fun fact was in rick rubin's band in college
0: whoa so your dad the first
1: but literally it's the funniest thing because see that's you you would have edited that out i misused the word literally see what i'm saying now people um, are going to, now people will have that to enjoy. Will they? They will. They uh, might.
0: If you guys like that word literally, just shoot us a message on the uh, Instagram page <laughs> and then I, I'm going to do a poll when this comes out and be like, hey, did you guys catch that literally word that was misused? Misused it. Yeah. Well, that's what you wanted. You want an edited podcast.
1: Pose was the name of the project.
0: Okay. And or That the, your dad was in.
1: Yeah. And. Okay. It's hilarious because some of the like critical publications at the time, uh, they they criticized his bass playing a little bit. Because by his own admission, he's he's like, oh dude, Rick just like showed me these bass parts on guitar because Rick played guitar in the thing. Mm-hmm. And so Rick uh,
0: was good or bad at bass? Who was the he in that?
1: My dad. Okay. They described uh, and I quote, uh, a a neophyte bass player. <laughs> Okay. Was the way they described my uh, my my dear old man's bass playing. Mm. So you know, there's that.
0: <laughs> okay, so so then your dad, I guess maybe he was you know a little bitter about bass and said, "Hey, go take that guitar."
1: Maybe that was it. Um, he he steered me away from the bass to the guitar had one guitar lesson and I just never looked back. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever, you know?
0: When did it, so you were having fun with it. When did it shift from like, okay, I want to start a band now?
1: Um, that took a couple of years. There were uh, like a year, a, a year and a half. I mean, I didn't start playing in bands. I mean, it was, uh, it was an interesting time for, you know, School of Rock had come out. There's that little, like, revival of, like, oh, let's play guitars and bands, you know? Not that, you know, not that that still carries me through to this day, being part of that generation, but uh, I, I soon got keyed into better stuff than, you know, or not better in a way. I, I love a lot of that music that you get into in, in those days acdc the ramones that sort of shit like you know the the stuff that like eighth grade you would go so hard for you know like green day was huge Mm -hmm. in those days Mm -hmm. i remember
0: were you that kid where like when your friends would come over and they'd be like yeah play me some on guitar and you do and then you just don't stop for an hour and a half
1: (laughs) Um, did you ever do that well, interestingly, when I started, I had another friend who was playing music who I could chill with. And he and I would just, like, play music together. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I've overplayed in my day. I feel like everybody who, uh, I mean, I've I've heard an electric guitar, uh, excuse me, a, an electric guitar has been described as a jet ski, you know. Really fun for the guy who's on it. Uh, everybody else just sort of watches.
0: <laughs> question for you, and that's kind of true. <laughs> like that's kind of true. That's a good point. Yeah. But you're very talented at it. If anyone has ever seen you perform in New York City, they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, you get some claps after your solo.
1: Sure. You know, you gotta if uh, you know, you gotta give the people something to go home with, right?
0: Yeah. Weird question about guitar. Why do you love it so much?
1: Um. Well, I mean, you know, why does Picasso love painting? Like, it's would you have Picasso sell one of his guitars? It's from from School of Rock.
0: If you'd have seen School of
1: Rock, you would have known.
0: Yeah, because do you feel like it's a little bit more than just like a choice? It's actually like flows within you?
1: Well, it's the only thing I've ever been this good at. And it's also the only thing that... I mean, music, you know, music's kind of, I don't know, if you'll pardon the expression, it's music's like the coolest thing God ever came up with, you know, there's, uh, it's, it's, it's imaginary architecture, there's no limit to what you can do within it, really, like even painting, you're limited to the visual spectrum, and with music, I suppose you're limited to only the spectrum of human hearing. But still, within that, just the endless variations. And only with 12 notes in the Western system, which is always a trippy thing Hmm. that composers like to talk about. Like Nadia Boulanger. She would tell people, hey, listen, all the music ever written forever, only 12 notes. Did not know
0: that. Interesting. That is why you're the co-composer. Co- so then you go to high school. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you can tell. We're doing a timeline.
1: Timeline's good. Doing a timeline. Timeline's good.
0: So you, uh, wait, actually, random thing. When did you start quoting people? You love quotes. Quoting Have people. You always. people. <laughs> I uh, your
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that um, it's good for musicians to be able to do that, especially like in an improvising capacity. I try to do that whenever I, you know, play jazz solos. It's like, if you can pull melodies that people know, why wouldn't you do that, you know?
0: So after young Jackson got his guitar when he was 10, 12, what was high school like in a music standpoint? Were you in a band or choir or what was that?
1: There was jazz band. Mm. There was jazz band I got into in the 10th grade and, uh... It was great, you know. It was it was good to, cause I had, I I had been in a rock band, I was in a rock band, um, from like you know, eighth eighth middle of eighth ninth type grade. Um, we were called Left on Bromley. We basically just, excuse me, um, we basically just wanted to be Guns N' Roses. That was all we wanted. Uh, I did not play the part of Slash. I was the guy opposite Slash. Slash was my friend Andrew, who was a, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he he sounded pretty great back in the day. You know, just like a real gunner, like a real lead player, you know? Like, uh, he, he had played a bunch of, like, PRS guitars. You know, they're really nice. They're really well made. Uh, I, I personally have always preferred the more classic models, but that's, you know, it's a matter of preference. Yes, because
0: um, you have, like, a lot of guitars. You already have six, eight? I forget.
1: Six-ish? Maybe maybe fewer. Fewer, definitely. Um,
2: okay.
1: Like, yeah, I use three. Like, three that I really use. You know, others, because it's honestly rare that you find... Uh, instruments that are versatile enough to take on every kind of gig um but i suppose that's sort of the nature of the thing you find an instrument that suits the stuff you're playing
0: did you do theater as well in high school
1: i uh they they managed to convince me to act in one play which i did and i enjoyed um it was called the the ballad of hyman kaplan or like the the story of I forget the exact title, um, the the re-education of Hyman Kaplan I believe, and uh, it was I was his English teacher. Oh, yeah.
0: Was that a, a small role? <laughs> um, no, I didn't know. no. I was no.
1: Uh, I was actually the the other lead basically. Oh,
0: yeah. I did not know that. Okay, great. Yeah, you were the lead, huh? The other lead, the the. Other
1: lead. the Like, the supporting lead.
0: And and see, that's not the acting thing that you're known for.
1: No. No, definitely not. I did some
0: research on you, and I found your IMBD page.
1: Yep. And, uh, well, that was Bill Daz himself, was it not?
0: No, I couldn't find it. Like, so, uh, for those of you listening, Jackson is in an episode of Sam and Cat. That's right. And it's the pilot, right?
1: It's not the pilot.
0: Damn it. It's the
1: Halloween special. That's
0: why. Because I saw that and I was like, no. And so I looked and I watched that whole episode last night ahead of this. I'm, I couldn't find you. I'm I am not in the closing. pilot. And I'm like, I don't see you. Somebody,
1: yes. somebody got that wrong.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't you that submitted it. Because usually, no. submit usually people submit their own names to I Me mean, I do. I do that all the time. Really? Yeah. Cause... I've
1: never once done that. Maybe I should start.
0: Yeah, when I write for a network show, I mean, yeah, I totally put it up there. <laughs>
1: Well, I've I've never written with her a uh, network show
0: What was your line in Sam and Cat?
1: I did not have a line
0: Did I see your face in it? Yeah Really? Mm-hmm. What were you doing? Playing guitar Oh, that's they, cool They needed
1: a band And uh, it was me, this other guitar player, musician guy He had a line mm-hmm. he, he said, hey man, calm down <laughs> <laughs> And, uh And but I just I didn't have a line. I gestured, and I think in the, um, I think on the cutting room floor there's a little bit of them saying like "Give it up for Jackson Bell on guitar." It's possible that audio is in the episode. Um, And then I like I think I may have even played something. I remember I was the only one who had an amp. (laughs) It's now listen, I have never tried to use. The fact that my dad was in entertainment to push myself in the industry, or I wasn't to, gonna to mention give me—I just well, because by now somebody out there is wondering, well, how did this motherfucker get on an episode of that show? <laughs> um, so here's how, because my dad was a producer on it at the time. He's written a few episodes of that. Um, he's been, uh, you know an exec producer on a few shows, um, Two and a Half Men, the later years, as in the post-Charlie years. uh, Disjointed on Netflix with Kathy Bates, which went for two seasons. Um, And, uh, yeah, you know. But I've never tried to, like, succumb to nepotism in that way.
0: I know, know, because you've never mentioned it. Like, I think I knew you for about... Eight months until you ever mentioned it, and it and I didn't know either. And then uh, yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I did. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, you don't tell anyone, and that's great because I don't think and I and I respect that that you don't lead with that because when people do, it's like oh great, and then you kind of get people latching on, and then
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just. Um... It's mainly my own my own thing. It's like, no, you want to be recognized for the fact that, you know, you can you can do things in the world and not that you're related to this person or that person. You know?
0: Right. And I'm also going to give you a compliment, is that I don't think that you need to tell people that. Because your music speaks for yourself. And every room I go into, people are like, yeah, Jackson's the best. And, and put, putting you up against other guitarists, it's like, yeah, he's still the best.
1: Well, I mean... In the rooms that you. I go into you know, that you
0: are in... It's very nice. You are the best.
1: I just... I, I try to do a good job and stuff, you know.
0: You do. You do. And every time I meet people who play guitar, I'm like, I oh, don't know. I don't think they're better than Jackson.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did... I did get an education. Let's We're about not about to forget. get into
0: that. We're about to get into that. Oh, yeah. I'm not even done. Oh, yeah. We're about to get into that. That's what I'm leading into. So, you're in high school... You Sam and Kat making your big old debut, which apparently someone else put your, that on your IMBD page. I mean, um, <laughs> okay. W- when did...
1: I'll have somebody edit it. I'll reach out to Just, them.
0: Just, you can edit it yourself. I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> I know you're not going to do it. Fun fact, when he sent me his bio for the first time, it was like, Jackson lives in Brooklyn and plays guitar, period. And I was like, can you at least put in your Instagram I, uh... handle because you really don't you really don't edit stuff like I can, your
1: bio. I can confirm that. Yeah, no. The
0: the thing is, like,
1: you know, self promotion's a certain game. I I never. It's a it's a game I never took the time to try to win or think about. I was too busy thinking about you know voice leading and like why Lydian scales are cool. You know, just like music. I, I firmly believe this. Music is a thing that nerds figured out how to do to, you know, attract the opposite sex. Or the same sex. Works that way, too, if you're, if you're into that. You know.
0: Is it because you were a nerd?
1: Um, were.
0: Is it because you're a nerd? Yeah. Do you identify as a nerd? I not know that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh. I have a, disney plus account i am a
1: nerd <laughs> it's just for the star wars but yeah. still still have one little yoda little y- how about like i watched it yet. how about some of the best star wars content to come out in probably i don't know if i gotta if i gotta live with star wars during the prequels hey. to, to, i love don't get me wrong i love the prequels they're from my childhood but if I got to live through the prequels to get to The Mandalorian, I'll do it.
0: See, here's why I love the prequels more than the others. <laughs>
1: you like the oh, Jackie. Here's why. I rewatched Empire the other night, mm-hmm. and it is good. It's like a good movie, actually.
0: Well, of course it is. But the prequels are really good. And here's why. Especially the second
1: one. I will not. Because especially hate- <laughs> the second one. You're going to tell me Attack of the Clones uh-huh. is the best prequel? I, I'm gonna, there's a part of me, a small part of me, but a part of me nonetheless that agrees with that.
0: Ooh. Really? Wait, for the visual effects. We have different, okay, because I have a very different reason for why.
1: And, and you know, I'm, a, I'm, you. I, I'm as into Christopher Lee as anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. He's cool. He's so he, Sarmon, you know?
0: Here's why the prequels... Especially the second one is just uh, gold for me. So, is it the
1: love story? Is it Natalie Portman and the love story?
0: Here's the reason. <laughs> it's because when I, it came out, I was going through puberty, mm. and like I was sitting in the theater, and then like Hayden Christensen comes in, and I'm like, oh my, <laughs> I felt something. He
1: starts. I, I felt when something he, when he makes that centerpiece float <laughs> with the force. Come on, You're sitting at dinner. Like, uh-huh. hey, you see that apple over there? Just starts floating. Yeah, come I, on, it's there you like, go. How
0: could a girl going through puberty not fall in love with that? And
1: an electric guitar <laughs> is about as close to being a Jedi as a human can get, kind of. How? Well, because instead of a instead of a lightsaber, you get this other thing that's like an electric wave cannon that you turn up the knob on and it's like you know you can it's like a laser gun you set it to stun you set it to kill you you know you blast lightning bolts into the crowd you know or you could at the, at the it... best of times that's what playing electric guitar in front of people is like the best of times
0: it's also kind of like similar to like giving someone a drug with music because like yeah. it goes through their body it's, it makes them feel something
1: it's communication ultimately that's what it is and um you know it's great because you can i mean our stevie moore wrote a song about it it's you know i go into your mind uh yeah it's a trippy thing
0: so let's go back now to high school because we um okay so you were you i didn't know you were a nerd i always thought you were like i'm jackson i'm a rocker
1: i mean you know it's uh well it's uh, Stuart Copeland from the Police has this great interview at his like you know house in the hills somewhere where he's got all his vintage drum sets and instruments around and he talks about how like hard rock music is like uh, borrowed chest hair you know it's like you play hard rock music or metal or or hardcore punk music or something you know and and it's like you know you're you're just kind of a just sort of like a regular dude but you put on this energy that's like ah aggressive and like you know and that's a way to sort of exercise that part of yourself without doing anything too stupid you know
0: so in high school when you were obviously playing guitar at the time and then getting ready to go to college i feel like you were uh, well not were i feel like you are also quite intelligent were you like okay am i going to go to school for music or am i going to like go for a oh science? no there
1: was there was no question there was no question once i figured it out like well really that flipped for me like um when i was maybe 15 16 but up until then now i you know i was into playing video games karate briefly Ooh. but i was fairly into karate actually I, I was, like, close to getting a black belt. If not for guitar, I would have gotten a black belt. Um, yeah.
0: So then, but, was Berkeley College of Music your first choice?
1: Exactly. It, uh, I mean, once I, you know, I got into jazz in high school. You know, we, we started playing, like, like, Miles Davis and Coltrane and, like, you know, Charles Mingus. Well, I... I listening to Mingus more than playing him but uh you know cuz like the rock paradigm cuz I'd been in that band for that band you know I had fun with them um lots of fun and we we played some good shows I got to play the Canyon Club in in uh Agura a couple times with that band just a good old beer soaked room like, Dickie Betts will go play there, you know? That's like a real stage. That is cool. Yeah. Um, I think Greg Allman played there once. Mm-hmm. Pretty sick. Um, I had some fun times with that band, but once I discovered jazz, it was like what I wanted as a as a soloist. And like, you could only... Jazz afforded me the opportunity to learn more about music, which is at the time what I wanted, rather than just like playing the same rock covers again, you know? Because we'd, you know, I played cool stuff at the after-school program I went to. Rock Nation, which used to be School of Rock in Agora, California.
0: So you know, we played... Did that inspire School of Rock?
1: No, it came after. Because Paul Green...
0: Mm.
1: Paul Green did the school... Of... He of Paul Green, who Dewey Finn, Jack Black's character in the movie, is based on... Uh. Did the first School of Rock after school program, um, and then a chain opened up. They sort of franchised it, and then this particular branch of the chain broke off from the chain, became its own thing. Um, but it was a uh, it was a, a great place where like you know a uh, 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 ten through eighteen year old could go. And like learn Led Zeppelin riffs. And uh, like ACDC, The Who, um, Iron Maiden. Uh, although I, I think the other kids did the Maiden show. It was like you could play Maiden or The Who. And I was like, I kind of want to play The Who though. You know, I, I chose The Who over Maiden. Mm-hmm. I think if I could do it again, I would have picked Maiden. Mm-hmm. Just so I could kind of get like a metal thing going. At that age. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: So you had this after-school program. And -hmm. then... The
1: Ramones, too. Let's not forget.
0: (laughs) not forget. Everyone wears those shirts, too. It's like, do you listen to them?
1: They're great shirts.
0: Yeah, but there's, like, people who don't...
1: I mean, all you gotta do is watch some of the bootleg videos of them playing CBGBs. And, like, the early days, there was just so much joy in them. Hmm. You know? Like, you see them... You see... You know, Joey's big bean pole looking dude up there. Like, We're happy to be back! One, two, three, four! And then, or like, Count it, Dee Dee! One, two, three, four! Ba-da-da-da-da. Just like, it's so iconic to look at with them. Because you have, you know, giant bean pole in the middle, and then Dee Dee and Johnny look exactly the same on either side of him, playing guitar and bass. It's, and you, The music—it's like a—it's like a jolt, you know.
0: I'm gonna have to watch it because I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about.
1: The (laughs) Ramones—you gotta—you gotta watch—you gotta watch. watch We
0: gotta keep going with this podcast. The The
1: early, (laughs) the early Ramones videos of them like playing because they—they suck, but they suck in the best way. Okay. You know, it—it's like it's four dudes who literally figured out how to play their instruments. In the parking lot before the gig. Like, mm. but the songs are great. That's the thing. The songwriting works because it's distilled down to such a simple level.
0: Mm-hmm. So now let's go into when you got into. <laughs> oh, I gotta go back to the podcast. Can't cut it out because you <laughs> want it to be a natural and original. Um, so let's now go back to Berkeley College of Music. That's right. You got the letter. Reaction. Got the
1: letter. Well, I had, I mean, I progressed a, a good bit between, you know, the ages of, you know, 14 and 17 when well, I auditioned. Did. Like, I had, like, I had actually kind of figured out how to do jazz stuff at, at that time. You know, high school was good. High school was really good.
0: And you got the letter. Got the letter. And what was your reaction?
1: Well, I mean, I'm glad I passed the audition, you know? Uh, I think that soon after that, I was like, oh, finally, I can drop calculus. I can get out of calculus.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Um. yeah, it was good, you know.
0: Why was... that thought? Why calculus? Because you're like, oh, good, now I can finally, like, Cause, I don't have to do this. Because
1: fuck calculus, bruh. Yeah
0: now I have to put an E over this podcast.
1: <laughs> I don't like calculus. I never did.
0: Me, neither. I never even got there.:
1: it's, People say music theory is like math. It's not. It's like no, it's like science. Uh-huh. You don't have to count to any number that's higher than 32.
0: So when you got to Berkeley, okay. yeah, put,
1: put an E on it, put an E. On
0: what? It. Well, I have to now. Why are you going to throw out more?: ah!
1: No, probably not.:
0: That's all right. You can. You already did. Um, Seal's (laughs) uh, seal's broken now Yep, it's broken So you head over to Boston Um, Did you like Boston?
1: Boston's cool
0: But what do you think about the school?
1: I like the school It changed a lot while I was there Um, They built a 14, sorry, 16 story uh, dorm building Um, 160 Mass Ave Replacing replacing their old flagship. How uh, did impact
0: your experience?
1: <laughs> well, it meant I got to for one semester live on the 14th floor of the building overlooking Fenway Park and seeing the oh. sorry overlooking Fenway Park, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking uh, overlooking Fenway Park, you know.
0: <laughs> that actually is really cool.
1: It was really cool. Yeah,
0: and then because name a few famous among the many artists who have went to. I mean. So
1: many. You can't utter the word Berkeley College of Music without saying John Mayer's name, uh-huh. you know? he yeah. Although he only went there for one semester, mm-hmm. and a uh, classmate of mine uh, would always talk about how uh, they lived in John Mayer's old room. Oh. That was a fun, uh, fun bit.
0: <laughs> that is a fun bit. So you were at school, at school there. Can you just describe the curriculum?
1: Well, it changes year to year, for sure um but they they're sort of geared towards the performing musician still after uh after all these years being open which I think is a a good thing um cuz they're the core music curriculum which um they call sort of the entry level stuff um now they give you placement tests in the beginning so cuz you could test out of things um but they cover the basics you know are you
0: doing that placement test
1: um, well, fun fact, I tested it into ear training three,
0: hey.
1: which proved to be way too hard at the time. Mm. Cause it's like, all right, we're going to sight read these 16th notes. One, two, three. And we're, I'm like, what? No, dude. But cause ear training, you know, ear training has always been kind of the backbone of my way of being musically. I think, uh, you know, if you can't hear what's going on, you're, uh, you're in trouble, bud. Mm-hmm. you got to hear it, you know? Hearing it's better than playing it. Because right. if you play it, you know, you might want to change something about it.
0: <laughs> and now when you were in Boston, because I've also always just been dying to know this, what made, was that Boston experience, did that introduce you to your Cheers obsession? Or were you obsessed <laughs> with Cheers first? Like,
1: No, Cheers is great because it, it really can put you in the vibe of like the back bay of Boston. It's just all those establishing shots. Mm -hmm. It's all the back bay of Boston, like uh, Commonwealth Ave right there. And and, like the Prudential building, you know, just like uh, beacon Hill, like that part of Boston is just so captured and cheers. And I, you know, I lived there. I worked at a bar too, um, on off of Tremont street by the park, which is, you know, stone's throw from all that stuff and uh i don't know cheers speaks to a very particular part of my history that i i mean i wasn't in boston during the 80s and 90s but um i was in boston after that and you know working in a bar doing funny stuff you know watching Cliff Clavin be stupid. I just I don't know. Cheers is fantastic. And also sitcoms have always been a part of my life. Uh, you know, what with the whole my dad being a sitcom writer and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, obviously. Yeah. Mine yeah. Well, not mine as well, I just watch them. Yeah. Um but you that's my question. So Cheers, were you watching it before you No went no to Boston? no I didn't
1: I didn't get into Cheers until I moved to New York. What? It took moving to New York to make me appreciate Boston for what it was.
0: That's interesting. So then what made you say, okay, New York next, not going back to L.A.? Well,
1: because when everybody graduated from Berkeley, um, people went one of three directions. It was either L.A. I can't move to L.A. I can only move back to L.A., you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nashville, which I don't know if I... Wanted to pursue, like, a country-ish, songwriter direction at first. Um, and I had always wanted to live in New York um, since I was a kid. I actually dressed up as the, stra- the Statue of Liberty for Halloween one year. I think I was eight. Do you have a photo? Somewhere there exists a photo. Ooh,
0: I want to
1: see it. I do not have it. I'll post it
0: on the Good Morning New York Instagram page.
1: I had one of those foam hats and, uh, I think, a torch of some kind. I. I didn't care, that uh, the Statue of Liberty was in fact a woman. Um, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's dig into that. Um, into politics now. No. <laughs> so you came to New York. Um, how long did it take you? Because one of our themes in the show is like a guy moves here and takes a little while to get used to the city how long did it take you to get used to the city if you eat that miso soup right now <laughs> sure, you can but everyone's gonna hear you slurp i brought him some miso soup
1: sorry in advance you gonna
0: eat and i don't get to eat my sushi come on eat your sushi no we're doing a podcast
1: uh yeah i suppose you i don't know just sip it There you go. See that? Silent as the grave.
0: <laughs> I heard the gulp. Well, I hear gulps. You hear gulps? Yeah, my mom's a loud gulper.
1: Mm. Descended from gulpers. I see. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
0: What, is that a problem?
1: It's not a problem at all. It's just, you know, gulpers are, uh, gulpers are a thing. Yeah. I don't
0: gulp. Do I?
1: Do you gulp? Wait. Do you even gulp, Jackie?
0: Do I? I heard nothing. Yeah, cuz I think it's cuz my mom gulps so much, I try not to gulp. Uh, All right, so back to New York City. So how long did it take you to get used to it?
1: Get used to it? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it comes in stages, I think. You get used to parts of it at different uh different rates, you know? Um the uh the 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 classic things of getting used to you know the noises the um the refuse the various smells you know these are the things that you can get used to relatively quickly but i don't know man new york's cool because it finds new ways to kick you in the teeth you know what i'm saying
0: but then new ways to lift you up yeah that's yeah. Cool, i'd say it
1: can It has the potential to.
0: You keep getting kicked into the teeth.
1: you know, um, it's a. uh, You know, any life dedicated to the arts is gonna have its. uh, Have its travails, you know. There's gonna be it's it's if it's if it's easy then it's how are you gonna write anything good? Like you gotta. There's aphorisms for days on it everybody's got to yeah, no, do everybody's got to do their time in the barrel well,
0: I mean you're talking about it in generic terms and quotes, but like if you wanted to detail some of it
1: detail yeah, my what struggles is the detail, if you, you know
0: you wanted to do it unedited
1: <laughs> Well, it is unedited that's the whole point though
0: <laughs> yeah because I think there's a lot of people who out there listen want to come to New York but don't really know what to expect hmm. and you came out here and you've been like a a working, musician. yeah. And that's I um, you know, those who have a job and
1: they're like, mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> it's a it's a funny thing, you know, because I can't. If you if you want to do this, if you want to like, you know, be a musician, be a comic, be an actor, be 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 whatever. If you want to do it, by all means, go for it. You know what I mean? But a sane person would not do the things that I've done to done? to be out here you know just like selling guitars to pay for stuff and like taking gigs that are you know fully ridiculous to get paid playing music um you know going to going to queens at Midnight on a Thursday to play some bar, you know, just like you find yourself in some interesting places in this game,
0: you know, right. And I feel like for you, because it is your full time gig, it's a lot of going to rehearsal at random times and then performing at bars all across the city.
1: I yeah, there's there's that there's definitely that Uh bartending definitely got me. Um, It it worked for me because I sort of keep odd hours uh, due to the late night gigs and the things of that nature. Um, Yeah, it, uh, you know, you see some interesting stuff, you meet some interesting people. Uh, As you progress towards higher levels, one might say you meet more interesting people and see crazier things sometimes. Uh,
0: Can I have an example?
1: I mean, just, you know, various freakazoid behaviors out there in the world. Right. Um, yeah.
0: So, did I ever tell you the story about how Max, the drummer and co producer, and I met? Have we ever told you that story?
1: I know parts fit.
0: So, for those of you who don't know the story, like, on the, I'm le- um, talking about taking gigs that just suck. Um, I met Max at a very, very bad, bad gig in someone, like some basement in a building, and this guy was like, he rele- he released his EP, and he was trying to sing to this recording and then have Max play drums with it, but the recording kept cutting out, and so mm. there's like 15 people, including myself, in that room, like, not uh... the heck? Uh, Won't
1: get very far like that.
0: No, no. And and I remember I was like, wow, that really was bad. And then he was like, Yeah, it really, really was. I'm very embarrassed. And um and then we started talking and I was like, Oh cool, he's a drummer. And I said I was writing a musical, but it took like months for me to even begin the whole band sure. process. So that's how I met Max, who introduced me to everybody. Mm-hmm. Including you That's right How did you meet Max Also how much time Do we have left On this thing Uh, You um, you teach He teaches everybody I do teach Yeah guitar How much time do we have left 15 Yeah Okay cool So how did you meet him
1: I Like so many things In New York Well this is an example Of you know The The struggles Of trying to make it As some sort of artist I Answered a Craigslist ad um, For a band That was looking For a lead guitar player and, um, <laughs> those of you who know who I'm talking about will know who I'm talking about. There's a, uh, a guy yeah, who, a guy who that. runs these bands on Craigslist and, uh, he's, he's just like this crazy, just a crazy ass Chechenian dude who's like screams and yells at people if they don't do his exact bidding when it comes to these fucking songs that he writes. I won't go too deep into what it. It's crazy. What
0: was the he crazy. Said, well, The text he sent Max one time. What did it say? An- Remember? Another knife
1: in my back. <laughs> for literally something about emailing a Booker. It's it's all gonna be in a book one yeah. day. You and know.
0: this guy doesn't didn't pay.
1: Oh, he demanded total loyalty with no financial incentive whatsoever. Right. Like. And no you one know, showed up to the gigs. Like either. a trip to the gulag, dude. It's uh, it was not for me. So I was taking the bus back from this audition, um, and uh, Max was going the same way as me. I was like, "Hey, man, what uh, what's what's going on here? Because you're a good player. Why are you slumming it with the you know Joe Stalin over here?" <laughs> and uh, the um, ensuing conversation led to a long and fruitful musical collaboration that uh, thrives to this day.
0: Yeah, you guys met on a bus. Well, after. Yeah, well, after we met in we <laughs> met in an audition. Okay. okay. For some second, I was like, "You met on a bus?" Yeah. Um, okay, because yeah, because I now going into the musical because everyone who listens to this knows we have a musical. So when it came time last year, 2018, composer number one, Dylan Adler. Yes. We had. Um, we needed to bring on a band, and then I was like, "Well, uh, I don't know anyone, but I do know Max from that really bad bad gig that I met him in a basement." so mm-hmm. I asked him. Hey, do you know anyone? And then he's like, "Yeah, here are my top two. Mm-hmm. I know Jackson and Clint."
1: That's right. That's and right. Now we had we had met recently. The the succession of uh, the fateful bus ride, and then uh, us getting called to do this thing. It, you know, couldn't have been more than two months.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow! Because he was like, "Yeah, Jackson and Clint are the best guitars, the best player. Like, he, we, he you were his first picks." Mm-hmm.
1: Because we had. Uh, we had gone to the Jam of Now. We met at the Jam of Now, you know.
0: What is the Jam of Now?
1: The Jam of Now was a jam session that was hosted uh, at Sylvana in Harlem, and then at Arrogant Swine. It's like sort of the genesis of the whole Swine Hang.
0: Right. Oh yeah, which you guys still have a show there as well. Yeah, that we do. So then, um, and I remember something that like I still sometimes I'm like, man, he's good at negotiating. I remember like Clint was like, sure, just let me know like what the thing is, and then I asked you, and then you like threw a number at me that was higher than, I'm not gonna say the number, but I remember you (laughs) threw something, and I was like.
1: (laughs) Way to go. Yeah. And oh, then, you're and making I'm, me sound fantastic.
0: No, but you're really good at negotiating because oh, I, I remember maybe. from that little free performance at the New York Theater Festival. Mm. Um I remember I was like I I could have and I learned a lot about how to finance a musical after that. But I do remember I was like, Okay, that's the number I guess that's that's the industry standard or whatever, and it probably is. I don't know. And then um, I remember, I was, well, if I have to pay one this, I have to pay him all that. And I just remember being like, damn, that band's getting paid a lot. It's because you set the number, mm. and then I was like, well, okay. <laughs> no, I tried to negotiate you down. I negotiated you down, I barely. Uh,
1: I don't know. Maybe it's the poker player in me. I don't know.
0: It was good, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> Probably going have gotten cheaper never. <laughs>
1: you didn't uh, know, maybe. You well, no, but I believe that if you're going to hire good players, I know. you should pay them as good players should be paid. You know, because there are a lot of if you can make a sandwich, you can play the guitar. Okay, like there's a lot of guitar players out there, mm-hmm. but you're gonna need somebody who's gonna show up and do it right.
0: I know. That's and why you guys are the best, and that's this, why. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't know, man. It's like, would you would you hire, um, you know, you got to get cabinets made, right? Would you hire I some? the cabinet designer? Wow, well, I didn't know. Would you hire some clown to make your cabinets? Mm-mm. No, you want your cabinets to be nice, right? You mm-hmm. want them to be good, so you maybe if that translates to a little bit of a higher price point that. That is what it is, you Mm -hmm. know. And
0: And even the oh, I can't say who it is, but there's um, a theater owner who talked to me, and he was like, "Yeah, you got to pay your band a little more," because he's like exactly what you said. He's like, "It's hard to find good players," and and it's this is going to be controversial. Sorry, actors. No, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm going to say it. You've already. It's it's already happening. Me saying it. This is someone who I know. It's already happening. Who said yes. It's harder to find good musicians and there's so many actors. So you have like, you really have to, if you have a good band, you have to pay them more because they're also working musicians opposed to a lot of actors have day jobs.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I so mean, fun
0: fact. Um,
1: I won't argue with that in the yeah, least.
0: It's true. And anyway, you're really good at negotiating, and um, the musical theater festival, I kind of lost some money due to that, because I'm like, damn it, I paid the band so much.
1: Well, and we...
0: And I don't regret it. I'm happy I did it, because I was introduced to all of you. And
1: we executed that music (laughs) as only skilled technicians can.
0: So the fun fact about 2018 is orchestrations were not written, and so we brought in a band, Jackson, Glenn... And um, Max with, To just kind of go off the piano vocal And I I'm happy that you guys Pulled it off And that's why this year we're, We have completely revamped A lot of things By bringing you on as a co-composer And really making the music industry standard Adding orchestrations And I mean, you're taking the lead
1: Even with the, even with the uh, Paltry ensemble That we have because it, it's a small band, you know. Most, yeah. a lot of, you know, any Broadway production, you're going to have horns, you're probably going to have a couple string players or mm-hmm. something, you know, to really sort of go for that, like, studio hi-fi sound.
2: Right. But
1: with just a guitar player, bass player, piano player, and a drummer, um, and some people who are willing to sing harmony, mm-hmm. there's a lot you can do. There's a lot of... Uh, and also, it's it's funny you brought up Cheers earlier. Uh, sort of the sound of Cheers factored in a little bit to my reimagining of uh, Good Morning New York. Oh,
0: how
1: it's sort of you know it, how it should almost feel TV ish, mm-hmm. you know. And and also, um, you know, that period of TV. Like the 90s and the 80s like that just the sort of the the way the shirts were the way the film looked it just I don't know something about that really kind of warms my heart you know Yeah. I look at a TV screen today and it's all like silver chrome lines and crisp clear beautiful everything and uh, I feel like maybe we lost a little something along the way you know
0: yeah, I kind of agree with you because I was watching, fun fact, I was watching Cheers um, last night. There you go. Just made it to the fourth season. of Cheers. <laughs> it's a uh,
1: it's a long way to go.
0: Oh, great! It's a long way to go. It's yeah. eleven,
1: twelve seasons I think it's of like television. 20, it's, I
0: thought it's twelve I'm, seasons,
1: but I think the twelfth season has like twenty eight episodes. But
0: I think all the seasons have like twenty two episodes. Yeah, it, it, Cheers is long. I'm I mean, that's my time. That's
1: network television, though. That was network television. A, a station would order. You know yeah. twenty five episodes.
0: Also, if I'm using this phrase right, it's soundstage, right? So they would build the mm-hmm. set on that and now it's like one camera TV shows. So very, very different. That's and, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This was Cheers was like a three camera through like three camera setcom.
0: Right. So back to Good Morning New York. So we when we were trying to revamp, we ran into some hurdles that I don't really mention. So when we ran into all those hurdles, um, it came time to be like, I know someone who has his sh- together. Hmm. And that is Jacksonville. So when I reached out to you to co-compose and revamp and do the off-Broadway stuff, what was your reaction? I know you're looking at your watch. We have five more minutes and you're out of here. Okay, He has a lesson.
1: Yeah, I gotta go teach. Um, my initial reaction was okay, good. Um, you know a gig cool (laughs) like i i can i can eat and stuff i can like okay cool you know like uh yeah you know it was um it's like oh hooray i will have money
0: (laughs) has it transformed and also i knew that you kind of i kind of knew that you made a thing one time where he's like, yeah, I have this show, but, like, I'm just doing it for the money. And then I was like, interesting. And I used to that months ago. Mm-hmm. And so then when I needed a composer, I was like, you know, I know someone on top of the other things who would, like, yeah. He would, even if he hated it, he would, like, totally do it for the money.
1: Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, hey, man, I, I hate to sound like some sort of, uh, you know, cold no person no, but I... it's like you got to dude you got to like survive and i went to school and i learned how to write charts mm-hmm. <clears throat> arrange music that sort of thing mm-hmm. voice for you know if if a horn section dropped into our lap
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'd write something for them to play mm-hmm. you know like it 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 would just be part of it um i think that i maybe it's uh, it's weird because I went to school. I thought to myself, well, I can just play guitar, or I can like get an education, learn how to like write for horns and and, and strings and all sorts of stuff. because um, Berkeley is a place where you can you can do that if you want to. A lot of people go to Berkeley and they're just like, I'm just gonna be a recording dude. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna produce. It's all I'm gonna do. you have got to get through
0: this before. Please. Sorry,
1: I I'm a tangent. King.
0: That's okay, but no, I knew that in the beginning. Um, yeah, I kind of was like, you know, if Jackson hates it, I think he's still gonna do it right, and, and it'll be like very professional. And I hope he likes it. And then did that now. So we're talking about money. <laughs> you agreed because it was money. Well, I fun.
1: found I, I I found that you know, because you can't rewrite even even a a, a small ensemble. You know, like mm-hmm. really small. Just a rhythm section, pretty much. Four mm-hmm. pieces. Um, even adapting something for that, there's a certain amount of care you have to take with it. You know, you can't... I mean, you know... The copy and paste function is a thing that gets utilized, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't all come down to that. It can't. Otherwise, what do you have? You know, you, you have to try and bring something to it, I believe.
0: And that's what you started doing. And did it shift from money to actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it did.
0: (laughs) It did. You're the composer.
1: I'm the composer. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. It shifted.
0: There was a shift. I hope so. Jesus, for a second I was like, "Are we doing? Is that with this podcast?" No, no, oh, no, no, no. no, Of course, oh, no. It's, gosh.
1: it's 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 as much mine at this point as it is anyone's. Absolutely. And um, you know, I I didn't. Yeah, we because we, we can't just go up there and be clowns for three hours. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta give the people something to go home with. You know what I mean? And like, I think we have know. a we have a good compromise of honoring the 2018 versions of the songs and um and some new stuff that uh you know gives some new flavors, some new colors right uh, cuz what yeah. we
0: did is we honored the like the good old fan favorite stuff yeah and then the like other th- stuff. a lot of
1: those hooks are unchanged
0: yeah and then like some of the things that were like ooh this is so repetitive we have to change things then then we did i you kept did. i kept did. the stuff
1: i liked and i tweaked the stuff i uh Thought of something better then.
0: And I think that it did make it better.
1: You know, I, yeah, I feel like, you know, like getting to, cause when you're talking about musical theater, right? What are you talking about? You're talking about like American music, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the oldest art forms in this, uh, this great land of ours. And, um, you know, jazz, bluegrass, country, rock and roll, musical theater it's all wrapped up in the same sort of basket if you will
0: i'm going to ask you a few fiery questions fire not fiery i'm going to fire a few questions rapid, at you rapid fire because we got to wrap because you yeah, do yeah. have somewhere to be at four that's true so a few questions for you first thing when was that switch from okay this is a gig or just this is a gig for jackie's show to like okay now i actually really love what i'm doing
1: um probably around the Twenty eighth straight hour of uh, being awake writing the stuff.
0: I gave him the deadline. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I I meet deadlines. So you do you do meet so that and and you know. Uh, what yeah. song was it? What song? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, getting to rework tour was fun. Definitely getting to like kind of put a bit of a different spin on that um i've always liked if he loved me that that one uh you can really get sort of a like an operatic thing with that one Mm
2: -hmm.
1: really kind of sweeping um and you know parts of open your mind i definitely or yeah open your mind and and i can do so much better i like the end of act one i i sort of found a spot that i could really kind of tweak some stuff and You know, like the feel changes there, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And now we're going to have you on a future podcast, and we're going to be talking about the music, solely the music. What I'm going to do when you come on the podcast next, I'm going to play you the initial demos that I recorded to Dylan. Oh, wow. And then we're going to compare those demos of...
1: Yeah, because it sort of is... You've
0: never heard them. Well,
1: because it sort of is like an interesting kind of telephone game. Yes, that we've been playing. Yep, which is an interesting way to go about it.
0: The telephone game is in.
1: Well, you sent the demos to Dylan. Yes, Dylan made the recordings or the Dylan wrote the sheet music for 2018. Yeah, and then I took the sheet music and adapted it to 2019. Then we have the recordings of that.
0: Exactly, exactly, and that's why next time you're on the podcast, I want to compare, and then I want you to talk about, we'll pick your favorite songs, mm-hmm. and then you can talk about what's changed, what you like about them, and the feel that you're going for, and we're going to do a deep dive into our music, and how much it's changed, and how much is exciting.
1: I can hardly wait. Can? Can? I can hardly wait.
0: What do you mean you can hardly wait? That
1: means I, I can't har- I, it can't. I can hardly wait, you know? Maybe it's just the country way of speaking I have, but. Uh, there
0: you go. You're not from, but I'm more country than you are. Besides- You're from Colorado? Yes.
1: And I'm from LA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I also have a farm in Nebraska, so yeah. therefore, country.
1: What's the most country sentence you know? Say the most country thing, Jackie. What's the most country thing you know how to say?
0: The most country thing I know how to say is, uh, Pa, what's for supper? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, because I, I got a good one. Okay. All right. Uh, this, was a, this is a thing that um, uh, an old-time country act called the, uh, the Thinking Man's Hillbillies used to do. Mm-hmm. This is how they'd intro their, their act for the evening to go. Well, we only sing two songs, so tonight we're going to sing the other one. It's called I Miss My Wife's Cooking Whenever I Can.
0: <laughs> and on that note, Thank you for listening to our podcast. Jackson's going to be on. We're going to break down the music later. Don't forget to buy our album on iTunes, Spotify, and more. We, you guys can buy our songbooks now, too. Go to com. We only have 24 cheaper opening night tickets. So if you want free stuff, and you want free beer, by the way. Free beer? Um, and champagne. Woo! Yeah, that's a little announcement. But wow. Already know that. Yeah, I have a big thing. Yeah. Coming up. So if you want that, you better buy a ticket now, because those are going fast, and we're ahead in pre-sale. So, oh, Jackson, how can people contact you?
1: Uh, find me on Instagram at jgbellmusic. Thank you, Jackie. It's always fun.
0: Yes, always fun. Thank you. Swept away, swept away,
1: swept away by you, swept away by you, swept away, swept away. Swept away I'm in love with you, in love with you,
2: and every step I take further from where I was yesterday, a with every step I take, you steal me away.